Hello, and welcome to Setting the Standard, the podcast about wireless radio standards creation from the Wireless Innovation Forum. I'm your host and communications director of the forum, Stephanie Hamill. Today I'm talking with Peter Young of Comscope and one of the main contributors to the forum's newly released Incumbent Fixed Service Data Report, TR-1008, which provides information on general data quality issues with the Universal Licensing System, or ULS, and its importance to the 6 gigahertz band. Hi, Peter. Thanks for meeting with me today. No problem. It's my pleasure. Um, so we're talking about TR-1008 today, and I was wondering if you could give me some background or a quick overview of the incumbent fixed service data and why TR-1008 was even created. Okay, well, great question. The FCC's report and order FCC 20-51 opened up the six gigahertz band to unlicensed use. What that means is the FCC allowed low power devices as well as high power devices to use uh, this spectrum for unlicensed use. Uh, there's two categories, the low and the high power. The low power basically can use any channel it wants within that spectrum. Uh, the high power, however, uh, because of interference potential into incumbent licensed data or licensed systems, um, need to be controlled by what they call an AFC. The AFC stands for Automatic Frequency Coordination System. And what that does is it, it provides a way for these unlicensed devices, the high power ones that would be outdoors or possibly inside that are, exceed a, a certain power level to uh, get a list of channels that uh, the device um, can use without causing interference into these incumbent systems. So what are these incumbent systems? These, in, these systems, um, there is about 90,000 incumbent fixed microwave receivers in the United States. These receivers are used by common carriers to do cellular backhaul, which means like connecting the cell sites together um, and to the, um, the telecommunications network, including internet. Um, it's used by public safety and um, local governments for um, and utilities to monitor their systems and provide communication systems for them. So it's very, these systems are very important um, and interfering with them can cause problems with public safety, obviously, emergency response and utilities. And, and of course, if we can't get on our cell phones to look up the latest news, <laughs> um, that's gonna be a problem as well. So we need to protect those systems. Uh, so TR-1008 was created for two purposes. One, to describe the ULS data that is pertinent to six gigahertz incumbent licensed data. Um, and then also to provide information on the general data quality issues in the uh, FCC license, this ULS database that we're gonna be talking about in a minute here. It, it, and it, TR-1008 identifies some of the missing data that will be pertinent to a future discussion in terms of like recommendations on how to handle it and and thereby directing the implementation of this AFC system for providing the channel list to the unlicensed devices. So what is the ULS and what's the background there? Well, the ULS was actually released in 1999. You know, you may remember 
Y2K issues with software. The FCC basically, instead of trying to patch all their, they have actually merged 14 disparate licensing databases back in 1999 into what they called the universal licensing system. It's managed by the Wireless Telecommunications Bureau. And um, th that was a big thing. It allowed them to merge da administrative databases as well as um, you know covering the antenna structure registration, uh, assignments to transfers, ownership, spectrum leasing, unlicensed wireless microphones. It's kind of grown a little bit. So there's all these different databases out there. So with, with what we're doing, um, with the six gigahertz database, that actually merged two different categories. It was the um, the private microwave systems, which included these public safety governmental entities as well, well as your corporate use, and the common carrier database into one. So that was the, under the microwave services. So th that allowed us to have a single database to go to to get the information that we need for this unlicensed database. Um, the FCC provides a public website. Anybody can go in there and download the data or, or look up licenses in whatever area they want. It also provides pub, uh, database downloads in a text file format that we can load it easily into a database so that we can do queries on that data, looking for incumbent microwave systems and um, performing our interference analysis to provide that list of clear channels. Great. Okay, and so, but what are some of the issues you uncovered with the ULS data? So there's several issues. Number one, th that system was <laughs> developed over 20 years ago, right? So um, the technology has changed, but they really haven't changed how they, they post this stuff. I think there's a lot of manual things that they're doing. It could be automatic. Um, they've had, you know, changes in, in, in hardware systems and things like that. So we've had things happen where like the download location changes, the posting times of the files for the updates have, are, are they vary over the course of plus or minus a day even. And then there's been structure changes. We've had several situations where um, the FCC, because of new um, services coming online, they will change the structure and then they will only post it a notice to their website to say that it changed and it changed today. So then, so the AFC was is going to have to know those things to know how to develop their systems to be um, sort of bulletproof and react to those changes without having to have any downtime. On the technical side, um, the FCC licenses um, have not traditionally um, been viewed at as a receiver database. These are more like they're trying to. Uh, um, manage the licenses of what is transmitting. So while the ULS has some key receiver information like antenna models and, and antenna gains and locations, um, it is missing some key information like antenna patterns, what the receiver noise figure is, and the noise figure kind of is like how much noise a radio or a receiver mm -hmm. adds to the, adds to its, what's coming in there's all kind you know nothing's perfect in the world so and then also line losses that that um the 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 connector between the antenna and the receiver itself adds a loss how much that is that's not included in the fcc database so these are all things that we're investigating coming up with trying to figure out what a good um way to mitigate those 
uh, concerns. Uh, the FCC has made it clear that they're not going to be adding things like antenna patterns to their database. Um, the antenna patterns, you know, are basically what, what makes it a directional point-to-point uh, -point microwave systems. They like to focus it kind of like a headlight does on a car, focus the light towards down the road. Um, the same thing happens with the uh, parabolic antennas that are used for point-to-point -point microwave. So we want to know, like, if it's not, if that, an, if that antenna is not pointed at us or at an unlicensed device, it's most likely not going to receive interference. But we have to quantify that and figure out how much energy is getting into into that microwave incumbent. Uh, we also seen some quality issues. Um, in, in like, the FCC pretty much takes the applications in. They do their modicum of checking and everything. And so we're seeing things like where the antenna model that's entered is not matching what the gain should be for that antenna model. And um, to a lesser extent, the radio model and the emission bandwidth. So those are the kinds of things that we, we report in the TR-1008. Now, while that may sound ominous, uh, we're not talking about a lot of bad data for like that the, the antenna model issues, we're only missing 7% of the records. And of those, we have the antenna gain for like 99.3% of them, right? So we'll be able to back into some sort of a default antenna antenna and antenna pattern for these receivers. Um, uh, we're work, and that's where we're working right now for the, the next document is RC 1010. And that's going to um, uh, basically be our recommendations for what to do when we encounter these issues. Like if the files are delayed, we're going to, um, you know, if the files are delayed, we're going to rely on the data that we have at that point and, and then move on to the individual items if they're missing or whatever, how to handle them. So that's, that's the next step in, in this whole um, process. Great. Well, thanks for mentioning that recommendation. And when it comes out, I'll talk to you again. Okay. Great. Right. I appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks, Peter.